Hey, man. Hey, what's going on? What's going on? Sorry about that. It's all good. It worked. That's all that matters. Yep. All right. So let me go and get started. Uh, hello, everybody. Welcome to Anthony's Godly Guidance. This is episode seven of the Spiritual Warfare series, and this is entitled Distractions. And I have Spence on here with me. We are co-hosting. And um, with that being said, let's let's get going, man. How you doing? Good. How about yourself? I'm doing good, man. Doing good. Uh, yeah, I'll probably at some point in this explain. Got some testimony going on, but for that, I'll I'll start off with this, and I've been starting off the rest of them, kind of using this um this Bible verse as a as a springboard, and uh, I also have. To uh, for you and I to, to kind of throw around ideas on. Um, I'll start off with it's Ephesians six twelve. I'm reading out the NLT just in case it might throw you off. It says, "For we are not fighting against flesh and blood enemies, but against evil rulers of the unseen world, against mighty powers in the dark world, and against evil spirits in the heavenly places." That's been kind of the, I guess, go-to Bible verse of this whole series for me. I guess before I before I go any further, man, what what do you think of when you hear that Bible verse? Man, I I automatically go right to the to the next um, verse where it says, "Therefore, put the armor of God on, so that Amen. when the day of evil comes, you may be able to stand your ground, and after you have done everything." Uh, just stand, stand firm with the belt tucked around your waist, with the breastplate of the righteousness in place, and the feet fitted for readiness that comes the gospel of peace. Amen. I automatically just go to that verse. That's a beautiful verse to start off spiritual warfare. Yeah, man. That I mean, that's that's kind of what led me to this uh, series actually was that verse, uh, you know, some stuff going on and that verse popped up and I was writing down, you know, I'm like, so where am I going next? Where am I going next? Can I finish up? I was finishing up the other series and the spiritual warfare popped up and I was like, ah, I was kind of hesitant at first. And then, you know, I was like, yeah, well, I'll go ahead and do it. And then it was because of that verse. And, you know, I hadn't gone into a lot of the rest of it. So I'm glad you read as kind of a, not kind of, as the answer to that, you know what I'm saying? So people hear these things that we warn, we were not warring with people, but these unseen things. But the answer is, here's how. And, and so I'm glad you, I'm glad that came to you. I'm glad you read that. Um, let me ask this. So when, what comes to mind when you hear the term spiritual warfare? Um, I guess. It would all start with me, I guess, um, you know, with just things that I've encountered in my past, things I've been able to re relate um, to the Bible. Um, you know, I often look at, I start with possibly Samson um, in Judges, mm -hmm. verse 16, uh, 20, and um also, real quick, I just want to, is it okay if I throw a quick prayer? Yeah, go for it, go for it. I just want to say, uh, Father God, thank you so much for having the opportunity to, to work with Anthony on this amazing project. Um, let us continue to change lives and let, let them only see your, you and your glory and what we're going to In your name we pray, amen. Amen, right on, right on. So, so you said 1620? Um, yeah, judges. Okay. Let me go ahead. Uh, there, go for it. Okay, you can go to 19 first. It says, Then she lulled him to sleep on her knees and called for a man, and that it shaved him the seven locks of his head, and then she began to torment him, and his strength left. And she said, The Philistines are upon you, Samson. So he woke from the sleep, and I will go out as before the other times and shook myself free, but he did not know that the Lord had departed from him. The reason why... That reminds me of me as I think sometimes when we when we struggle with our spiritual, um, you know, we start start to do it on our own. And we start to not be able to discern what God's doing. 
I mean, it's not that his love is never leaves us, but sometimes the spiritual side and the guidance and, you know, what had happened is if we fall so low spiritually, um, we'll never be able to tell the difference between the Lord's presence and his absence. So with God's spirit, we'll never build, we'll never leave believers in Christ. His blessings may, but that hinges on our obedience, right? So right. we start to steer our ways away from God. And our obedience is when we start to weaken spiritually, which then spiritual warfare come, you know, at that point, it's always at, we're always at war with the enemy. So any little entrance that he can get in to work against what God's will is for us, just like he did Samson. Yeah, that's interesting. You said that I was having a conversation with someone really right before we uh, got on here. And this person was saying that, they feel isolated. They isolate themselves from people. And because of that, they also feel isolated from, from God. And because they think that God is mad at them for their past mistakes. And to go with what you just said, I, you know, one of the things I told this individual, I was like, well, that's a lie from the, the, from the devil to get you to not believe what God has for you. So that, I mean, it's interesting that you said that because I literally just, like five minutes before before we started this. So, I mean, I guess to see that it's everywhere. And the other thing is to let people know that all of us are going through it. You know, oftentimes people think that when they're going through something, it's just them going through it. Nobody else. Nobody else understands my, my pain. Nobody else understands what I'm going through, but we're all going through it. So I like that, man. I thank, I, I thank you for sharing that. Yeah, no problem. Um, so I mean, you kind of alluded to to where I'm gonna ask now, but I'm gonna just I'm gonna ask. So, and again, this is at your discretion because I'm I'll share some of my struggles as well. But yeah. I just want this is what are some of the struggles you have in this regard when, in the terms of spiritual warfare, and that's either personal or from someone you know. Uh, personally, it's always been. Uh... Uh, women. I mean, right. I mean, the devil uses women um, for me all the time. Um, you know, I think about, you know, David and, you know, his struggles and and definitely Solomon. I mean, my man right. Solomon. Um, you know, he, he was out there. <laughs> he was right, out there. right. <laughs> he, he went way out there. So, uh, you know, I I think about those guys and how much I relate. I mean, you know, very successful. I'm not calling myself overly successful. If I would, it'd be definitely based out of humility. But I'm just saying that, uh, you know, those guys are guys that when I first started reading, you know, those are the people I knew, you know, David and Goliath, Solomon, you know, those guys I, I based all off of that off of. So, you know, they've been the kind of preference of, of spiritual warfare for me. Just they're, they're what they struggle with, I struggled with. Right now, and and it's funny because I, I have that. I've, I've that was the struggle of mine in the past as well. The women aspect, so I get that. And you know, the other thing that since you read Judges, you know, the one thing that got to to old Samson was was his struggle with women. I mean, he was yeah. another one, man. He couldn't he couldn't keep his mind off of women and do what he needed to do and. It ended up costing them a lot, and and that's not to say that women are bad, no, you know. Not at all. You know, but I, I that was that was from my past. One of my biggest struggles was that, and it wasn't always, you know. So yeah, and there's a lot of things that I that I did and that weren't that weren't good. So to tie it to my last my last two episodes were about lust. Oh, okay. And it was talking about lust of the flesh and lust of the eyes. And then the last episode when I was talking about the lust of the the eyes, I kind of stirred clear of the sexual overtones and just stayed on, you know, lusting after materials. But one of the other things about lusting of the eyes that goes with lust of the flesh is seeing, you know, seeing all these women and, you know, thinking, man, I got to have that one. Even if that one has a man, I got to have that one. And all the things that, you know, in the past I would have done. Some, 
and you know, so I, I've done some really foul things in pursuit of women. So I get it, man. I completely, I'm, I'm there with you on that. It, you know, if not for the grace of God, I wouldn't be married to the woman that I'm married to. And she wouldn't, she would, like I've told her several times, she knew me when I was in the height of all of my foolishness, she would have hated my guts. So God was great in not letting her meet me then. Yeah. Well, I mean, he only gives us what we're ready for. People don't understand that. He's never going to give you more than you can handle. They always think relate that to problems, but yet that's also the case of blessing. Right. So it's not always, I mean, people are always like, well, it's because I have all these problems. God's not giving me more than I can handle. Well, no, you're not ready for the blessing either. So until you're spiritually and walking with your word, I mean, spiritual warfare takes so many different angles. And right. Positions. So, I mean, there's so many, I mean, I could go back to when I was younger. I used to be jealous and want what I saw on TV. Right. And I want, you know, I want to be at a party and have, you know, 50 women around, my boys around, and have the car and the liquor and doing all the other stuff. And now I'm like, man, it costs money, you know, trying to earn. So uh, the spiritual warfare there is just, like I said, it's being obedient with the blessing and a steward of what God has given us. Yeah, you know, and I guess, so you get over one thing and you have struggles with another. So I I feel like I've gotten to a point when it comes to the struggle with women, I feel like I'm good with that. Yeah. Now the next struggle is the lust of the eyes, and I think that's why that was a, they were separated. I have, I have still have times where I've struggled with seeing people with like, man, look at what that dude has, like look at that car, and I gotta, you know, I gotta catch myself and not, not s- slide off. Like, I can't. I'll give you another example, and this could tie into the praise report I was telling you about earlier. I recently had uh, car issues, not not the car issues that happened when I was in Michigan, but like since I've been back. Okay. Um, my car started up. We went to we actually went to Pastor's house for uh, for gra- for Kai's graduation. Uh-huh. Going down there, my car overheated, and so my thought was, oh, and this is not the same car I drove to Michigan in too. Let me add that. And so I'm like, oh, my God, here we go again. And my mind started going on and on, and I'm sitting, you know. And so to to make a long story short, I get the car home. I get someone looking at it. We were hoping for it being a thermostat, but that didn't fix the problem. So then we're talking water pump. And then with water pump, I'm thinking, oh, my God, that's connected to the timing belt. This is going to be another $1,500 I don't have. I'm starting to. I'm starting to worry about it. So then now I'm focusing on money and I'm thinking, well, what can I do to get money? Like, ah, man, what if I do this? What if I do that? Man, you know, I might have to do this. You know what I'm saying? And that, that lust of the eyes, because now I'm trying to, the, my, my intentions are noble because my intentions are to fix my automobile for my family. But yeah. the, the mindset that I went under, I started thinking about like, Oh my gosh, man! I might, I might have to do this. I might have to do that. I might have to figure this out. I might have to go over here. I might have to do this, and and so finally, God got me to just chill out because I got into a place where I was so frustrated that I was just kind of in a bad mood because I had all this stuff that I was contemplating. God got me to sit down and shut up and just breathe. And the 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 praise report on that is once I finally got to praising God and thanking him for what he has done. I had found out that what was wrong with my car was nothing nearly as bad as I was thinking. And in fact, money that I didn't see coming came in to pay for fixing the car. You know, to kind of go with what you're saying that, 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 that warfare, we get sucked in and, you know, the lust of the eyes keeps us looking at, well, well, you know, if this doesn't work, you got to do this and you got to do, you know, that, that mentality that we've been taught that by any means necessary. Yeah. And that doesn't yeah. always go away. It always comes back and you're like, well, okay, well, what if I do this and this, but this is, this is for my family. 
And God is like, no, no, no. So I just, I, I hear you, man. Yeah. And then I, uh, another scripture that I love is uh, for spiritual warfare is Second Chronicles uh, twenty fifteen. Second Chronicles. And I'm just gonna hit a few scriptures, by the way. Oh, that's fine. That's fine. Yeah. You know, and doing that, like these questions I have are just to to guide. It's not like this is an interview. It's just a, a means of guiding it. But so if what you says guides it somewhere else, and uh, I believe that's the Holy Spirit, and let's run with it. Yeah. No, this is right along the lines of that battle you were just talking about. So which verse is it? Second Chronicles twenty fifteen. Okay. And this is what he says, and then I'll kind of read like my notes behind it. It says, and he said, listen, all of you, Judah and your inhabitants of Jerusalem, and you, King Jehoshaphat, thus says the Lord to you, do not be afraid nor dismayed because of this great multitude, for the battle is not yours, but God's. So that thing you were just talking about, and then my, to elaborate, I just took some notes, you know, I listened to sermons, this is how I try to figure out I could educate myself right listen to the people that God talks to the most right and so as believers uh, we are never to have to worry about how to engage in, in our conflicts because they are all belong to God and being his being God's um, they are already one our responsibility is to to it's funny that you just were you were just talking about this Anthony he says our responsibility our responsibility is to obey whatever he instructs us to do and trust him to show us his triumph. Always remember that every blessing and success comes from the Lord and no enemy will stand as long as he is leading the charge against them. So in other words, like all those things you just talked about, that's what God had. That blessing that you had coming in with that money you weren't, that you couldn't see. That's why God said, just let me lead the charge. And at the end, you're going to win everything. That's why I tell everybody, everything we have is God's. So Amen. includes our struggles and our, and our battles. And, if we, and, and I'm, and I'm the first to say, I, I don't handle, I don't handle all my struggles biblically. I can tell you that. Um, so I don't, I'm not trying to tell anybody, Hey, I live my life. Like, you know, I'm trying to live by God and I'm trying to do right by what God wants me to do, but I do have my struggles. And sometimes the flesh definitely gets involved. So I just was saying, like, it's just perfect into what you were just saying. Like, we didn't see it, and as long as we do what he instructs, our blessing is on the way. Amen. Amen. I see, I could have used that verse when I was stuck in Michigan. Yeah, I know, but that was a great story, too, how he came through. Man, I, I tell you, man, that was whoo-wee, man. On the front side of that, I mean, talk about feeling this sense of hopelessness. I have never in my life felt so hopeless. And just yeah. like, like I could do nothing, man. And I'm like, oh, my God, this is horrible. Like, what am I supposed to do that, that it brought, brought me to tears? And that's when the guy came through and was like, all right, now you're ready to listen to me. And then stuff like what you just read, man, I mean, that's – that's great, man. That is that is so great. Yeah, I mean, the, th the thing about God, he never seems to not amaze. You know what I mean? Right. Well, you know, and for, for, for me, what I need to take forward is remembering these things. Because, you know, like, like most people, we, you know, especially in our society now, we have such short-term memory. It's always about what, what now or what, what, what's next you know, that we forget what we just came through. And that I think one of the reasons that I believe like stuff like this keeps happening is because of that short-term memory. I sometimes, I like, I've moved past that and I'm looking, looking ahead to something else and God is not fairly yeah. in that equation. And he's like, Hey, you remember what happened, man? And so then something like this has to bring me back to, yeah, okay, I got you. I got you. So I hear you when this, when you say you don't always handle things like you handle things in the flesh. Like, I mean, my wife would tell you, man, I was just like, I was not pleasant to be around. This was the day before yesterday. What's today? Mm -hmm. Thursday. 
Uh, Tuesday, I was just kind of just like, oh, I was quiet and I just was short. And my answers, although I wasn't attacking people, my answers were just, you know, just short, not not very nice. And I wasn't yeah. trying to do it. But so, man, I hear you. I hear you with that. I, I would love to tell you that after this wonderful story of what happened in Michigan, that I, I, I got it. But obviously, here we go talking about something else. So. <laughs> yeah, no problem, man. Amen. As long as you know you're you're going, you're headed in the right direction. For you to even recognize that that scripture was powerful to you, let you know that God's definitely got in your heart. I think. Yeah, I think. Well, so. and I tell you this, and I, the individuals that I was that I was just talking about, and like the kids that I come in contact with that I talk to, whether it be for ministry or not, I tell I tell them. I believe I was called into ministry because a lot of my ministry comes from a place of I understand what you're going through. It's not so I guess let me let me say my ministry that God has given me isn't me telling you what you are, are doing right or wrong. It's me telling you what I did right or what I did wrong and how I fixed it. And if God can do that with me, he can do it with you. If that makes sense. I think that's I think that's the biggest part of my ministry and I think that's why if anybody like catches on any if anybody like hears me or they like they like hearing what I say, I think that's why because I finally recognize that that's that's the way that I God has instructed me to go that route. If that you know. So yeah, I hear you. Yeah. So I guess I don't know if we've really talked about this, but uh, what are your thoughts on the warfare with the enemy? And I know you you read um, the Ephesians thirteen down, but like, what are? What oh, I, have are a, I have an, I have another scripture right away. Okay, that. okay. Um, my thoughts on on dealing with the enemy. Um, I just, I mean, there's a lot of them. I shouldn't even say I got one. I have several, but I mean, one that I tend to tend to go to and God directs me to is uh first Peter uh five <laughs> eight and nine. Yes sir. It says uh be sober, be diligent because your adversary the devil walks about like a, a roaring lion seeking whom he may devour. Resist him steadfast in the faith and know that the same suffering are experienced by your brother but in the world. So you were talking about things you've gone through. I've been talking about things we've gone through. I know people that have gone through a bunch of stuff. So there's constantly experience where we always are at a spiritual warfare. And then to add in addition to my notes, it says we must never forget that we are in a spiritual war with the enemy who is looking for weaknesses. We should never give him a foothold, regardless of how well things may seem to be going for us. We must always keep our hearts and our mind focused on Christ, obedient to his commands and faithful to his purposes. So that's that's kind of where I go. I mean, when I start talking about what it does for me, and I mean, there's plenty of other scriptures that go, but that's just kind of where I start. And then uh, related to obedience, you know, uh, we we talk. You brought me in on a great podcast about something I'm passionate on, which is giving. But that's also a spiritual warfare, right? You start wondering, like, hey, man, if I give this. Am I going to get rent? Am I going to be able to, you know, then it's not even about necessity at that time. It's about our want. Right. When your wants start taking over your need, then that's when you're at a spiritual warfare because you're no longer trying to meet the need. You're trying to meet the want. (laughs) Wow. And if you don't stop properly, you just can't, you can't ever succeed is what God wants you to do. So. Anyway, sorry about that. No, 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 that's good. Because I'm telling yeah. you, man, that the this verse, I only use eight. This is one of the verses that I've used in in this series was this first Peter five eight. And I say this a lot to people because I mean it's that it's people here be sober minded and they automatically jump to, you know, well, uh, you know, alcohol or whatnot. And I tell them that's a part of it, but it's being alert, pay attention, like know what's going on. If you're not paying attention to these 
places that you let the enemy in, like you said. Like if I don't acknowledge that it, I, I am one bad decision away from falling back into being the, the man that I was to chase women. One bad decision. And me recognizing that is me being sober-minded and keeping myself from doing that. And I, again, I think that's why people can relate to how I talk because I'm, I'm, I'm being real about it. If, if I decided one day to go out and just get smashed with my homeboys and yeah. I'm one decision away from doing that, the same lifestyle that I've been and throwing everything away that I've built and knowing that keeps me, you know, keeps me up so that I'm not, when dudes are like, you know, you have, because you, I don't know, you've experienced too, you got people being like, well, I remember the person you used to be. Why don't you do that? And it's like, well, because I can't do that. Because I've got to be focused. I got God is me going somewhere, and I can't let y'all mess me up. And if that means we can't kick it anymore, then that just means we can't kick it anymore. You know, so that's funny that you went to that verse because I've been talking a lot about that. And even like, even from the aspect of the alcohol, and when people hear this, they usually get upset. And I'm not trying to tell people whether they should or shouldn't drink. But I think it, I mean, I, people should pay attention to when you go to a liquor store and it says wine and spirits, people should pay attention to that. Like, yeah. why would <laughs> that? That's not even hiding it from you. You know what I'm saying? That's that is a blatant in your face. Their spirits attached to this. Be sober minded because think, let's think about it. How many in the past, how many stupid things have you done under the influence of alcohol? Oh, Man, that's a whole nother sermon. <laughs> right? That, we, better, we need to stay on task. <laughs> <laughs> so no, I hear you. I hear you. And that, you know, that's when you when you went to First Peter because that was one of my, I would call it rant because I don't know what else to call it, but that's one of the rants I went on. We and I, I am one hundred percent with you on that, man. Like we've got to pay attention to the things. Like if money has been a way for the enemy to get to me in the past or lack thereof, of course that's what he's going to do going forward because it's worked. Oh, yeah. Yep, without a doubt. And, you know, it goes to the verse uh, and I, I, James 1, 2 through 7, which I'm not going to read it, but uh-huh. it's, it's to count it all as joy when going through trials and tribulations. I used to have this verse. I used to hate him. Although they're highlighted in my Bible, I used to hate them because I was like, now how in the world do you expect me to count it as going through something? And my mind wasn't in the right mindset to get it because right now, the two, the two things that I've talked about that, that I've just dealt with, I can count it as joy because it can bless somebody else. Like, look here, I had faith. God came through. Yeah, without a doubt. I mean... You know, also, too, I don't know um, if we're still on the subject, but uh, second, or I'm sorry, second Thessalonians 3 3. Um, it talks about the Lord is faithful, he, who will establish you and guard you from the evil one. And then, uh, kind of, my notes are you know, a lot of times, just like you said, we crumble under the threats of the ungodly people, like your friends, when they were saying, hey, man, why don't you do this? And the warfare of the enemy, because they are we're afraid of our opposition. We're afraid of being, being, you know, we're like, man, we were cool and accepted here, but now suddenly we have opposition. So that we need that guidance, and that's what God provides. And then it says, um, and these are just my notes, it says, but God has limited the enemy's attack. And also has protected us about what is his heavenly host. You know what I mean? And then the Lord is faithful to protect us in every situation. So we should always obey him and leave the consequences to him. So that's, that's another part of spiritual warfare is sometimes we want to take it into our hands and not let God handle it. Right. When people attack us. So when they're, when they're opposing you and they're saying, Anthony, you know, man, how come you don't want to drink? How come you want to party? I mean, just think, some of those people that you know have either been hurt or they get hurt, or some people you know have even died because of that. Right. So, right. Uh, 
that that just tends to be a, that's why it gets touchy because some people just don't want to face that demon and that's just another form of spiritual warfare right and I, I mean and that goes right back to the first verse you know yeah. we get so stuck on the people saying it that we don't keep in mind that there's something behind their spirits behind why they're doing that you know yeah. and we I this goes with it, so I mean, I'm. I, it might sound like I'm veering off on something, but <clears throat> no, no. The reason that we have these, I'm gonna just say this, and I, you know, so I I did a, a Facebook live about the stuff that's going on in the NFL, about how they're making them stand as opposed to taking the knee, and at first, it my response was a very flesh-like response but as I was talking I heard God talking to me and he was like hey so do you hear what you're doing pay attention to what you're saying pay attention to where you're going and then it shifted to which kind of why you know, the title of this episode distractions now I'm, I'm saying this because we as a people are still caught in these distractions that are going on that we're focusing on something like whether people stand or sit or kneel during a song that is played before sporting events, but we're not paying attention to what's going on in that. And Satan's got us so caught up in, in um, warfare. You know, he, he got us so caught up in things like this, whether it be entertainment, you know, what have you, that we're not paying attention to the things that he's doing in the background. And that's like one of the things that I'm trying to be more mindful of, which again goes with first Peter five, eight being alert, being sober minded. Like, Hey, we have an adversary who's using, who, who who's coming at all stops and he's using everything, whether it be good or bad to get us to not focus on the main thing. And the main thing is for us to save people. But we're stuck on arguing about things like that or race or whatnot that is creating this divide. And I believe it's even creating that divide in the church where you have people who should be saying things for godliness and we're talking about race. You know what I'm yeah. saying? So how can we be effective as a church if we're divided by the same ploys that the enemy's using for everybody else? Mm-hmm. Yep, I mean, hundred percent. I mean, you know, it, it's it's more prevalent now as it was, you know, in the fifties and sixties and seventies when it was bad. Not saying it ever got better, but um, there's been some calmness. That's that's the best way to put it. Right, and, and, and I could say this too is, um, you know, to address this statement is so that no one gets it wrong. Like, I don't know what it's like to be black, so I'm not going to pretend or say, hey, like, like I know what it's like to be a woman. So, I mean, right. there's there's challenges every day, so I don't I don't try to lean on, like it says, let's just lean on to our own understanding. Amen. And handle it out. Um, so I just, I just stay focused on what I know and what I deal with. Of course, I played sports that, you know, I mean, they were predominantly – African-American athletes, amazing athletes. And the cool thing about it was, is they were all cool. So I didn't, you know, I guess I just never saw the whole black and white thing. I just saw that those dudes were my teammates and we just played and won and played and lost and hung out together. So I don't, I don't know. I guess where I, where I lose the, the division is, you know, was, I guess with my own personal experiences, but I know it's out there and I'm not blind either. Right. You, you know, I, I, with you saying that, it just I just thought of this. The camaraderie that, that comes with being in sports, the barriers that are crossed that come with being in sports, what, what if the church did that? You know what I'm saying? What if the church came together like, so going to Stanley Lake, it was a bunch of different people. You know, you have white, black, Hispanic, whatever. And the football team or basketball, they came together for one goal. And how many times, like you, like you were saying, you had these relationships that you built with people outside of your race. 
mm-hmm. have fun and move forward from one common goal. Why does the church mimic that? You know what I'm saying? That's a that's a you talk about an incredible point. That's I mean, what you just said is probably what what it should be based on. I mean, it's the whole point is you know to base of all of us to come together under Christ. So what you just said is, I mean, that's I, if I were you, brother, I'd go ahead and tr- trademark that statement. <laughs> that's, that's, a, that's a big statement right there, uh, and it, and it deserves some recognition. So. I mean, man, I, I would, I would definitely run with that one. That's a big deal. I, you know, I, I never thought about it until listening to you, man. It, it never really clicked. And then you were, I was listening to you. I'm like, oh my goodness. Now, why, if you could do this in sports, why can't we do this in the church? Yeah, I mean, and the thing is, you see it even in like, I mean, I don't even like to use violence as a form of. of commodity but when teams start to argue or they start to go at it, it, it it's brother against brother it's, it's right uh, it, it's everybody against everybody it, it, the race goes away quick so, right um you know that common goal that common unity and bond i mean you you bond with these guys you're around them i mean some of the guys play football and basketball just like i did so you're, you're around these people all the time it's not just like I'm just around them. You live with them. I mean, my roommates were black. So, I mean, it is, and uh, I hope no one takes offense to that word. I mean, African-American, if you will. Oh, no, you're good, man. (laughs) Um, Yeah, so I'm just saying, like, they were great. And and a lot of my friends, same thing. I'd say majority of my friends are African-American. So um, the thing is, is that uh, it's one of those things that, you know, I just don't see it like that. But I'm then again, I only live in the world that I live in. So I don't know what it's like to be, you know, per se a guy that, you know, it, I know what happens and we've seen it. I mean, it's been on video. It's been on YouTube. It's out there, but that's all part of spiritual warfare is to develop that hate and that dislike. And the more hate that you can do in division, the more you have a chance to win. So that, that point you made, I would, that's a huge point. Huge point. Yeah, you know, man, I mean, a lot of conversation, like we did um, a youth group. I don't know if you've seen the video for Childish Gambino's This Is America. Yeah, 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 I've seen that. I mean, I did, our message one day was on that video. Uh-huh. Breaking down everything, and it start. You know, again, it was secular and biblical. You know, I would I would point out the 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 secular when when talking about racial divide and this and that, and then the conversation as it continued and went back to kind of what we're we're talking about now, where there's so many things that the enemy flashes in front of our eyes that we're looking at this, we're looking at that, we're looking at this, we're paying attention to that. That we're not paying attention to this dude in the background, and he's this dude is trying to kill us, and we're not even we're so caught up in all the pretty that you know it's it's more sexy to talk about racial divide. It's more sexy to talk about the NFL whether you stand or not than it is for us to say, "Hey, we have an enemy who's trying to kill us," because people will people will take that in. They'll take in the talking about the NFL, but we start talking about the enemy and the devil, and they're like, "Oh my God, here you go with that stuff," you know. And what he's doing is, it. I mean, it's working <laughs> for a lot of people. It's working, and people would rather have their head buried in the sand than mm-hmm. and face what's going on. And then with people like you and I, and like our pastor, and just people that are moving forward in their walk with God, we experience more of this warfare because the enemy's trying to get us to get upset and just back off. You know, it's like, hey, so let me keep throwing this at you. Eventually you're going to get upset and you'll quit. And then I'll have to worry about you talking anymore. Yeah. So um, here's the, and then I guess what's the, I don't know if you wanted me to elaborate, but I kind of, um, um, was another scripture that I, that I like, um, you know, you talk about wearing down the mind is um, Isaiah forty thirty one. I know I'm all over the Bible, but it's just that's how I do. 
That's good. Ain't nothing wrong with that, man. Um, it says, but those who wait on the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings like eagle, and they shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. And, uh, you know, I think when you think about that, it says he renews all strength for those who are weak. So if we start to get weak, a.k.a., you know, you were talking about how the car and you were broke down. And it says uh, he's the one who lifts up and revitalizes and empowers us to preserve when everything inside us tells us we cannot go a step further. So when you're ready to give up, God told Anthony, hey, man, you got to go. You got to keep it going. You have a wife. You have a family. And I'm not uh, counseling you, by the way. Right. I know. And it says when we surrender our problems to him, we gain his ability and power to run as far as he wants us to go. And to relate that that part to me is, um, you know, with the blessings God has given me, I actually gave them back to God. So he gave them to me. And I gave them back. And let me elaborate. Because I can only go as far as myself could go. But God can go way beyond me and make things grow far beyond within what's in my ability. And then in the interim, I've become a steward of what God tells us to do within the, the obedience factor, which is to give. And so... Back to that, saying that, you know, that spiritual warfare side was, man, when you try to do everything on your own and you don't lean on God and you don't turn it all back, you're going to struggle because you just can't. I mean, for me, I can't do anything without God. I mean, I can't even breathe without him. So how am I going to do anything without him? So that's just that's just a little background on what I'm saying. Like he's done so much and protected me and, and and given me vision like um to to further to further grow and i can only do that through reading his word being able to hear him to listen to when he says that it's time and uh and then he just says have no fear you know so i don't i just run with what i can do because that's what god does for me it's like hey i'm don't worry about what's going to be in your way there's always going to be something but just keep going and i'll take care of the details <laughs> and I can say that's happened. Yeah, man, I, I can as well. I can as well. I mean, again, the stuff that's happened most recent is more vivid. But yes, man, I, I mean, and it's so easy. I guess it's so easy for us to be short-sighted and not focus on that and to get caught up in the the rigmarole of what what everything else is. Oh, that would that happen then? Don't worry about it. Move on. Yeah. It, it was an analogy that I was given, and I don't remember if this was Pastor Ken who gave me this, or if this was another pastor I was listening to. This was back. This I, I first got this analogy like six years ago, and I tell this to a lot of people, and it's the the analogy of the windshield. We have the windshield. So we can focus on where we're going. And we have the, the rear view mirror there not to look at because if we look at it, we'll get in an accident. If we yeah. you know, but it's there to glance and see what we got what we got through, what what we you know. So if you're driving and there's an accident and you look up, once you passed it, you can look up and be like, Wow, I made it through that. And you know, I that that analogy has been pretty Obviously, it's been pretty powerful in my life because I still, I still use it, and it's important to look up at the windshield and see, man, got me through that, got me through that. But then to go back to the to the windshield and be like, okay, but I gotta, I gotta, I gotta pay attention to where I'm going. That's why the the, the rearview mirror is so small in comparison to the, the windshield, but just as important. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I hear you, man. It's real easy for people to act of the blessings they got. And I'm not just saying, I, and I'm not, you know, again, I'll come from a place of speaking in ministry and, it, you know, not to just as, as quote unquote someone who's not 
it's easy for us who follow Christ and are trying to to preach his word to get sucked in that and forgetting what God has done for us because we can get distracted in looking at the next thing, the new thing, the new problem. Oh man, now I got to deal with this, you know, so now I'm focused on this and I just forgot that he got me through something similar because I'm short-sighted. So man, that's that's powerful what you said and people do that often. Yeah, I just that's what I do, man. I just I'm only I'm only me and that's a speck on the earth. So um I just use God who's um you know, he's omnipresent, you know, all that stuff. So he's going to be able to provide my way. And uh I just and as long as you're obedient with what he gives you, the blessings are are endless. And I and I can and I can speak on that. So um, I'm just saying that I use I use that every day. Is uh, you know it's just to remember like this is God's got this. And you know there's times like I said I mean it's hard to say when you're in the middle of something and you're like man come on you know what I mean you're looking and you're looking for that solution. But if you remember what God says then you know He does really got it. But He has it. On, on his terms and the problem with most people we want what we want and we don't and that's a spiritual warfare where if we're saying hey i i want to do this my way and and i'm not going to do it your way well then who's going to win that argument right you sure not i mean so right. just to keep it grounded is the best way and i mean been there so uh been there on several occasions so it's uh and it, it's i can tell you i'm a i've not it's not worked out in my favor not one time not to do it my way or to do it my way i'm sorry right oh so, um but uh another question or are we moving on no no i was just kind of processing what you were saying man uh it's uh i mean it's a hard lesson to learn yeah it's okay. a hard lesson to learn. Could I close with one more uh, scripture and then one more thing? Um, this is all I want. I was going to close with, and this isn't even at the end of the Bible. This is Joshua uh, one nine. Uh, it says, "Have I not commanded you to be strong and be and of good courage? Do not be afraid nor be dismayed, for the Lord God is with you wherever you go." And it says, "This is probably this is a this is an amazing promise." Uh, God has promised to be with us when we face trials of any kind. He is beside us. Remember, we were just talking about him walking with us. And it says, right. um, he is close to us. Nothing is greater than him. He has pledged never to leave us. So that's a crucial fact for me. And the only way to hinder the victory is through, is the only way to hinder that victory is through disobedience, what we just talked about, and unbelief. And so no matter what you're facing, um, God will always be there and take courage. You know what I mean? That's what he says. Because with him fighting for you, there's absolutely no reason to be afraid. So I just want to close with that from my side and say, you know, we belong to Christ. Um, the enemy has, has never, will never have the final word over our lives. So um, the, the battle belongs to God and he will always have the final victory. And that's what I close with. Amen. Amen. Well, I mean, that's a good one to close with, man. You know, I mean, I mean, for me, brother, for me, I mean, I mean, for me, that's just what I close with. I'm talking about, you know, you, I know you have a lot of insights. So I just, I'm closing it for me. No, and that, that, no, you know, <clears throat> to expound on what you're saying, to close it out. And, uh, you know, I believe that the hardest thing for us as Christians to grasp is that is designed not to get us to go to hell because we're already going to heaven. It's designed to get us to quit on our walk and not witness to other people. And I think that's one of the hardest things we struggle with. And, you know, it, I believe that, like the verse you just, if we can, if we can trust 
that God is saying, don't be discouraged because I'm, I'm going to be with you wherever. If we can believe that, it'll get us through a whole bunch of things. What I'm going to say, I borrowed from, um, I was listening to Creflo Dollar, and he said that the root of all sin is unbelief. And to go with what you were just saying, I mean, that's that's really the the the, the issue. We, if we don't believe God is with us wherever we go, we do things because we don't think God is with us. Whether they be things that we know we shouldn't be doing or whether it be things for like trying for self-sufficiency, we do these things because we don't believe God is with us. And it leads to like an example is if God is with us wherever we go, if we fall into a financial rut, God is there and he will teach us how to get out of it. However, if we don't believe God, then we'll start thinking, well, maybe I should sell drugs. Yeah. You know, maybe I need to start robbing banks because we don't believe God is with us. So to expound on your point, I, I completely agree with you, man. I completely agree with you on that. I, I mean, that's as good a place as any to, to close on, man. Uh, I just got to I got to say this on my part, and I want to thank everyone for listening to us. Uh this has been a great, great uh, episode. I enjoyed this, and I want y'all to come back next week for episode eight, which is called "Not Today, Satan." And based on what we just talked about, you've you, we've kind of given given the nice what? How do you say that? Uh, Lean into it. Right into it. Yeah, it led right into that. So. I appreciate you, Spence. I enjoyed it. Thank you so much for having me again. I love being on. So anytime I can help and help spread your your uh, message and what God's trying to do with you, you let me know. For sure, man. Appreciate it. All right, boss. Thank you so much. Bye.